Previously on Sammy Magic. Uh, I'm actually here with the school paper. I have got quite a few questions for you. I don't talk to the press. Oh, no, no, this is completely off the record. I guarantee it. I just want to know about you and your relationship to the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. I, I believe his name is Gandalf. How do you respond to the accusations that all of Gandalf's stories were, in fact, plagiarized? Sammy may not have liked Gandalf, but there is one thing he knew for a fact. All of his stories were definitely 110% true, and none of them were made up at all. If, if, hey, if you want a story for the paper, how about this? Sammy Magic didn't kill any wizard last year. What are you talking about, Snakeman? Sammy replies. So why don't you tell us all the truth about you, about Gandalf, about all of it? Sammy suddenly feels a hand on his shoulder. He looks up, and he sees the person who he both needed most right then, and absolutely did not want to be there right then. Why, Samuel, what are you doing out here? Gandalf questioned as he saw Sammy standing right outside of his room. Well, Gandalf, I, uh, please call me Papa. Absolutely not. Uh, we were just on our way to class when I had to engage in a conversation with these two. Well, I see it's not exactly turning out too well. Uh, who are these men? Well, that's bad boy Barry Snakeman. He's kind of the worst. And that's uh, Richard Maddow. He's with the paper. He's with what? He's uh, with the school paper, you see. Samuel, how many times have I told you we do not speak to the press? The only news the world needs to get about you comes straight from the horse's mouth, not distilled through the mouth of this animalistic vulture, through, through this horrifying old dog, through this barbarous cur. Uh, well, I'm a 13-year-old boy, but yeah, you can call me all of that. 13 years old or not, you be gone from my sight, little boy. Samuel, your brand is important, and you need to be the one that controls the brand. And every single time you speak to one of these, these filthy beasts, these reporters, these fake news carriers, they... Get the power to control your brand. Look at me, for instance. I do new interviews with the local press. I merely allow my stories to be told through word of mouth, or, of course, through my podcast that you can get weekly. In fact, here, let's listen to an episode. He remarked while pulling out a small iPhone, which may be anachronistic, but we don't really care. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dead Wizard, Dead Wizard and Me, an advice show for the wizard era. I am your host, as always, Gandalf. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing what to do when confronted with a dark wizard. Joining me, of course, this week is Kafarnal, the evil lava wizard who I killed. Now, Kafarnal, tell me, what is your advice for dealing with an evil wizard such as yourself? Oh, that's right, you can't reply, because you're dead. I killed you, that's right. Everyone heard it. I killed an evil wizard. But does your business feel like it's killed? 
been dead in the water? Perhaps all you need is a makeover. A makeover that the lovely people at Squarespace are willing to give you. Now, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for allowing you to- Okay, I think I understand. Sammy remarks as Gandalf sheepishly pauses the podcast before slipping his iPhone, which may or may not should exist in this universe, into his back pocket. Well, Sammy, as you can see, I hope you've learned a lesson today. And now it's time for an even more important lesson. Defense against the the bad guys. Against the dark arts. Yes, that one. Now, come along, come along. We're both late to class, and I teach the thing, am I right? With that comment, Gandalf grabs Sammy by the arm and whisks him away into the class, where he quickly rushes Sammy to the seat, before taking a dramatic entrance at the front of the classroom. Defense against... Spooky Boys. Webster's Dictionary defines spooky boys as any type of unreasonable character, one that uses their powers for evil, one man who has set himself against the world, against the status quo, and it is up to all of us to defend that status quo pop quiz. This proclamation causes the entire class to shoot back into their seats. Now please take a test and pass it down. Each of you are going to be quizzed on the most important knowledge in the history of defense against the, against the negative Nancys of the world. So please take one, pass it down. That's right, you will be quizzed on all of my books. Pardon me, Harmony interrupts. Were those on our summer reading list? Because I don't recall any of those being there. Wait, I'm sorry, are you telling me someone would have had to ask you to read my books? This causes half of the classroom to explode in uproarious laughter. The thought of someone having not read Gandalf's books was purely ridiculous. And in fact, that exact same half of the class quickly managed to rush their way throughout that entire test... Meanwhile, the rest of our heroes were staring down at it, confused. Uh, pardon me, Greg speaks up. Yes, young Gregory, what is it? I just, um, why is your favorite color important when we're figuring out how to kill wizards? I just don't understand. Well, if you knew what my favorite color was, perhaps then you could make it your own favorite color. You could use it as your power color that you use leading yourself into battle. Okay, um, Periwinkle? Shh, don't tell anybody, but right on the money. Oh, okay, this is ridiculous! Harmony finally blurts out, refusing to fail a test in only her second year. None of this matters. Your eye color does not matter. Your weight does not matter. How much you can bench press does not matter. We are not here to learn about you. We are here to learn how to defeat villainy in the world. Y yes, we are. Thank you, Harmony. You, you passed the test. Gandalf remarks before quickly taking all of the papers back up and giving a small sneer to Harmony. You see what Harmony just did, children? What Harmony just did was stand up against evil. It was wrong of me to expect all of you to have read my books, and I understand I was wrong for that. 
But I am in a position of power, am I not? And in many cases, people in positions of power can get away with great evil because no one may stand up against them. But in this moment, Harmony stood up against someone in a position of power, and for that, I salute you, young girl. In fact, reminds me of a time that I myself was in a powerless position, faced with an absolute evil. It was in 1992, Nakatomi Plaza was the place, and there was a fancy German type. His name was Hans Gruber. And he had taken over Nakatomi Plaza, leading a gang of terrorist pixies throughout the entire building and claiming it as his own. In that moment, Hans Gruber was in a position of power, and I could have easily said no. I could have easily said no and allowed him to take over that plaza. I could have let him ruin those poor children's Christmas. And I could have lived, but I knew I would have lived with a bad decision on my conscience. So I had two choices, live easy or die hard. And on that day, I chose to die hard. And I destroyed those pixies with my magical machine gun that I summoned with magic, I guess. And today, children, I'm going to be showing you exactly how I did that. In this box here, you see, is a collection of pixies not dissimilar to the ones that took over Nakatomi Plaza all those years ago. And I'm going to show you the exact techniques that I used to defeat them. With that, Gandalf flourished with his hand, referencing the board, which had numerous techniques for taking down the pixies, ranging from the benign, shoot them with a gun, to the more bizarre, throw peanut butter at them and just hope they get distracted. Unfortunately, during that flourish, his hand collides with the box of pixies and sends them tumbling to the ground where the glass shatters and pixies began to roam throughout the room, wildly attacking students, bashing up against glass. Okay, students, uh, everyone calm down. It should be perfectly fine. Everything's fine. Everything's... I'll be right back! Gandalf, with a full-speed sprint, rushes out of the room, crying for Grumblebum to come save them. Harmony looks down at her book with a sigh before shutting it and deciding it was time to do what Harmony does best. Actual work. With a quick flick of her wand, she summons a magical weapon. She looks over at Sammy and Greg with a smile before remarking, Now I have a machine gun and begins wildly firing it in the air, where each one of those bullets collides with the pixies and sends it flying to the earth below. Did I just make Harry Potter have a character wield a machine gun? You're damn right I did, because that's the kind of woman Harmony Smarts is. Okay, Harmony? I feel like we probably could have went with a different route than that. Don't worry, Sammy. These aren't bullets. They're vials of Nocturna. It's a special serum that should knock these guys out for another two to three hours. And during that time, we can hopefully collect them. And then we can release them off into the woods or perhaps with their right keepers. Because I'll be honest, she remarks, walking over to one of the passed out pixies and picking it up in her hands. 
These don't appear to be the typical pixies we've seen. In fact, it almost seems like Gandalf just ran out into the woods and gathered a bunch of them. That's why they were all ramming at the door. They were trying to get back to their home. So, now that they're all calmed down and sleeping soundly, we can release them back. I'll call the bear. Maybe he can help us. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Harmony responds, before turning to the rest of the class and remarking, Well, your first lesson in defense against the dark arts. If you wish to defeat an enemy, do not run. Approach it head-on with intellect. Class dismissed. Did she just become our teacher? Barry remarks as all of the students rush out into the hallway where they find a cowering Gandalf waiting for them. What was that about? Sammy remarks. Oh, um, yes, I, I'm sorry. I, I was on my way to get Grumblebum, but then I saw how well you were faring in your battle against those pixies. It was a trial by fire, and once again, you three passed the test. Well, mostly me, Harmony remarks. I am the only one that does anything. Yeah, you're going to have to get used to that for the rest of this series, Harmony. Don't worry about it, though. Gandalf pats Harmony on the head before sending the trio back to their rooms. And it was during that time that Sammy realized how difficult life must be for Gandalf. With all of the history, with all of the great wizards that he's defeated throughout the years, Sammy didn't know how he could have done it. Because for Sammy, he only had defeated one evil wizard, and yet the entire school seemed to be coming down upon him. Whether it was Barry Snakeman's ridiculous claim that he was lying about killing evil Douglas, or just the matter of his fame growing beyond his wild imagination, Sammy had become a celebrity in Wizard Harvard, and despite everything, he couldn't make it go away. All eyes were on him, and it had him anxious. He thought that the fortune and fame would be fun, but after the fifth time being awoken by Richard Maddow's camera clicking brightly in his face, did Sammy finally realize this wasn't all that it was cracked up to be? Yes, he got to skip ahead in the lunch line, and yes, there was applause every time he entered certain rooms, but there were also the whispers... There were the theories. There were the rumors about who Sammy Magic really was. Many students were theorizing that he could have been evil Douglas himself coming back to the school to haunt it. There were the theories, of course, by Barry Snakeman saying that he had made the whole thing up. There was an entirely new Sammy Magic being crafted in the minds of the students of Wizard Harvard, and Sammy couldn't control it. It was mind-boggling for him to wake up and discover what new stories about him the students had made up to discover what Sammy Magic he was that day. He didn't know who he was anymore. These thoughts kept him awake at night until he wouldn't fall asleep as much as he would just pass out into a sea of grief and unknowing. But one day, he was awoken. Awoken to a massive impact hitting him straight in the chest. He stumbled up with a gasp before looking down in his hands to discover something that he knew the real Sammy Magic liked. A football. And then he looked up, and he saw none other 
than Dr. Touchdown, Ollie Goodsport, walking his way. Hey, get up, pal. It's time to play ball. I thought you'd never ask. Thank you for listening to the mini-adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. This week's sorting ceremony will be performed for the fine folks at the Associates Anonymous podcast. And to Associates Anonymous... I've never, I've never done a podcast for before, but yeah, whatever. Just put put me on both of your heads. Let me. Uh, all right, now that I'm here, I can see that your show is all about the horrors and comedy behind working in the retail industry, a dangerous industry that is to be certain. And to let so many people know of the knowledge of what goes behind the scenes. That is a wise move. To let the world know what it is to be a retail worker. Which is why, Associates Anonymous, everyone does need to go listen to you. But also, your home is here in the Big Nerd's House. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me.